the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. Hello, we're so glad that you joined us today. This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. We believe that this teaching from God's Word will empower you to live a full, impactful life in Christ. As always, you can access this teaching and more for free on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. Let's get into the Word. Father, open our eyes, illuminate hearts. We give you all the honor and all the glory for what you accomplish. And the church says... Amen. Open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 3 and verse 8. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves. This is tragic because in the past, when they heard God, they ran to meet him. Now they're running to hide. You see, God never changes, but there are things that change in us. And if God seems far away, guess who moved? So they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. This is important. Guilt is when you think you have done something wrong. Guilt is when you think you have done something bad. But shame is when I say I am bad. Shame is that intensely painful feeling that we are somehow unworthy of love, acceptance, and belonging. Pain, shame, and alienation are probably the closest things we can come to to hell on earth. And at this moment, Adam and Eve are experiencing just that. But then we see verse 9. Then the Lord called. At their lowest moment, at the height of their turmoil and their shame, the Lord called. We who were dead, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse, I believe, 22 said, in trespasses and sins, separate from Christ, excluded from the people of God. 
foreigners to the covenants without hope and without God. But the Lord called. You may not think you need to thank Jesus. You may not understand my hallelujah, but I know where my help comes from. I know who called me, you hear what I'm saying? While I was in my sin twisting, he said, live, you shall live and not die. On the garbage heap of life, he called me by name, and I can't help but say thank you. In the midst of tremendous turmoil, emotions they had never felt before, emotions that they really didn't have any memories in their mind to kind of compartmentalize or no background to, to, to be ready for. In the midst of that, the Lord called to Adam. He still knew Adam's name. And he said to him, Adam, where are you? Now, every animal in the garden was absolutely disgusted with them. I'm sure the lion wanted to bite them. The elephant wanted to step on them. And the rhino wanted to gore them. But God still cared where they were. Big or small, God still cares for it all. So, Adam and Eve are in this moment. They did what they were not supposed to do. The presence of God, I believe, had lifted from their lives. Something died on the inside. Their connection to God was not the same because now they're hiding. And God, instead of, you know, striking them dead with lightning, he asked the question, and this is the first question in all of the Bible. He says, where are you? And that's my question to you today. Where are you? I know you're in church right now, or maybe you're streaming from home, but spiritually, emotionally, intellectually, where are you? I'm going to say something that's probably going to surprise you, but feeling lost is not always a bad thing. It can be a sign of real spiritual awareness because it's the first step in every return. So, he said to Adam, I, I, I heard your voice. Well, well, Adam said to him, by the way, I, I, I heard your voice in the garden. So, so you know, prayer is, is not just a monologue. It's a dialogue. It's supposed to be a back and forth. So he speaks back to God and asks, answers God's question. And I'd like you to verbally and vocally in your prayer time to answer this question. Where are you? Where are you in your life? Where are you in your emotions? Where are you in your thinking and mind? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And we covered this last week. 
Shame produces fear. You have nothing to fear if you have nothing to hide. And the more you fear, the more you hide. It's a vicious cycle. But I want to say something before you're too hard on yourself about feeling lonely sometimes. Loneliness can be good for us. It reminds us that we're not complete in and of ourselves. We are creaturely. We need others and more importantly, we need God. And there's a certain level of loneliness we will feel when we're operating apart from God's strength, apart from God's purpose. And that loneliness is not a bad thing. It's designed to drive you to God. And then God spoke back to Adam. He's going back and forth. He said, well, Adam, who told you? Now, by the way, Adam had just sinned. Eve sinned with him, but he's still having a conversation with God. Your sin should not stop you from talking with God. God still wants to talk back to you wherever you are, whatever situation you're in. He said, well, who told you that you were naked? Now, here's the thing about conscience. Conscience doesn't help you do right. That's the domain of the will. But it sure knows how to hammer you when you're done wrong. And Adam and Eve were hurting on the inside. They were were tearing themselves apart on the inside. Conscience had been born in a real way and and they recognized that they had fallen short and and they had failed and they felt alienated and separated and in some ways uh, alone. But I do want to say a guilty conscience is not God's will, but it does mean at least you still have one. Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? You see, God did not ask where Adam was to help God find Adam. God asked Adam where he was so Adam could locate himself. And this is why you need the Word of God as a daily part of your life, because it's not afraid to ask you the hard questions. Where are you, not just geographically, but where are you really spiritually? Where are you emotionally? Where are you intellectually? Where are you in your life? But watch how the man answers. Then the man said, the woman. God was talking to Adam about Adam. And every time God tries to talk to you about you, you bring up somebody else, what somebody else did, what somebody else said. And God's like, I'm trying to talk to you. He said, the woman, you, gave to be with me. He shifted the blame and the conversation to the woman and God. How often do we shift our prayer life to things that really aren't even the point? 
What she did, he did is not the point. It's how you respond that God's concerned about. The woman you gave to be with me shifted the blame, and men have been doing the same ever since. I got two amens on that. And then watch him, watch him dig in. She, and I'm sure, man, she, that woman. How many of y'all pray about that woman just like that? She. Real quiet, keep looking straight. She gave me of the tree, and I ate. Blaming only one person in marriage is, 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 is like, you know what, saying your side of the boat is sinking. Okay. Blaming one person in a marriage is like saying your side of the boat is sinking. Okay, y'all didn't get that? What that means, if one side sinking, you're both sinking. You're in the same boat. You're in it together. It doesn't matter whose fault it was. You're both going down if you don't get it fixed. And the Lord God said to the woman, by the way, God still speaks to women. I felt something in the room when I said that. He said, what is this you have done? I once asked my wife to embrace her mistakes. And she hugged me. No, I'm just just joking. joking. (laughs) You see, in a godly home, The husband and wife are not supposed to compete with each other, but to help complete each other. And the woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So the man blamed God and the woman and the woman took her cue and blamed the snake. You see, no single raindrop ever feels it's responsible for the flood. You see, we we would learn a whole lot more from our mistakes if we were not so busy denying them. So the Lord had to step up. He said to the serpent, serpent, he he recognized he wasn't getting anywhere with, with those two. Adam blamed Eve and Eve blamed the snake, and, and, but, but God's about to break the stalemate. And God begins to prophesy to the serpent. We're going to skip to verse uh, 15. And God says, now he speaks to the actual creature, but then he speaks to the spirit that was in the creature. And now he's speaking 
to the serpent or Satan himself. And I will put enmity, discord, conflict between you and the woman. And watch this. This is why some of the rabbis used to think that this animal and Eve were one-time friends. Yeah. And uh, you got to be careful sometimes with, 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 with some folks you befriend. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed, watch this, and her seed. Here's a, a big question. How many of us know women don't have seed? Did he say this because the ancients thought? Of, no, no, the ancients all understood that the seed came from the man. In fact, all those phallic symbols and all that stuff in worship and in harvest, all that comes from they understood where the seed was. And, 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 and the man produced the seed, but the woman was like the earth. And the ancients understood this and, and knew, know this. So, so why does he say that there'll be enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed? Because God was not surprised. He knew what Adam and Eve would do. And he prophesied the virgin birth instantly after the fall. He didn't even need a day to think about it. You see, your mistakes are not a surprise to God. They will never surprise God. God already has a plan if you come to him you find it. But watch the plan. He shall bruise your head. He's speaking to the snake or the serpent, the spirit. And what he was saying is, and by the way, you don't have to go long in the, body, in the Bible to find the cross or to find Jesus. You know, the, the voice of the Lord walking in the garden, you already got Jesus showing up. The, the word, you know, eventually becomes flesh and all that. But, but the voice of God is walking with, you know, bipedal, got two legs walking in the garden. And, and it's obviously, you know, if he's crunching leaves and all the rest of the stuff and they hear him coming, obviously God had taken human form. And a lot of this language here is anthropomorphic because God had taken human form to relate to, 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 to Adam and Eve. You know, the Bible says, well, people say, I'm sorry that a picture's worth a thousand words, but I will tell you an example's worth 10,000 words. So, so Jesus came down every day as an example. And, and, and he, would, he, he, would, he would talk with them. And here, just a few verses into the Old Testament, it says, And he shall bruise your head, speaking of the woman's seed. And what was being said here was that Satan would be fatally injured by the Messiah. But watch this. And you shall bruise his heel. Why does he say his heel? Because that's the, you know, the, the devil couldn't do nothing with God in heaven. He could only attack God when he became a man. And a serpent would, would bite a heel because that's the part he could reach. You get what I'm saying? And you shall bruise his what? 
heal. So Satan would fatally injure them. I'm sorry, Satan would be fatally injured, forgive me, I said that wrong, by the Messiah. But the Messiah would be wounded by the snake. Revelation tells us that before the, the, the foundation of the world, the, the world, the Lamb of God was slain. God knew what our future would cause, but created us anyway because he thought we were worth it. To the woman, he said, and this is the point we're going to focus on today. God judged both the man and the woman in the places of their greatest contributions. If women stopped having babies, we cease to exist as a race. But likewise, if men stop working, we lose our safety and the protection that men are designed to bring because idleness and a lack of purpose causes man's criminality to go through the roof. You want to get rid of crime, give men and women jobs. Hear what I'm saying. Work does not harm a man. If you're really a man, it's part of your makeup. It's part of your strength. And it's part of your rightful pride. Part of my challenge today is folks don't take pride in their work anymore. They they don't care. They just want to get the check and get out of there. There's no sense of pride. And yes, don't mishear me. A strong woman can, can do most things by herself, but a strong man won't let her. Thank you, Brother Craig. So he's speaking to the woman in the area of her strength, the area of her anointing, the area of her grace, the, 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 the area of her gifting. I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception, or in your conception. In pain, you shall bring forth children. Now, if you read the Hebrew in Genesis 2 and 7, it says Adam was made, kind of like God made Adam, just boom, made Adam. But in Hebrews Genesis, I'm sorry, in the Hebrew in Genesis 2 and 22, it says Eve was built. See, men are made. Women are built. Men are made. Women are built. God made the man, but it seems he took a little extra time with the women. But because of that, God had to humble all that beauty you wake up with every morning. Those hips, those lips, and those fingertips are more powerful than you ever imagined. So God had to put a check on it. Then he said, your desire, he's still speaking to the woman, shall be, the ESV reads this way, shall be contrary to your husband. 
Now you're quiet because you're learning right here. Meaning, ladies, you're going to have a love-hate relationship with the way God has structured the family. Mm-hmm. But, but don't start tripping yet. Don't, don't stop yet. Because, because God punished both Adam and Eve. It's his turn next. Watch this next verse. And he shall rule over you. This is where people misread the Bible. It didn't say men shall rule over women. But in the marriage relationship, the husband uh-oh, will have the final word in the marriage. Yeah. You say, well, Bishop, that, that, that's not fair. My husband doesn't lead well. But what did I say about the boat if one side is taking on water? Remember, you chose that joker. This is 2022. We're in the United States of America. Nobody forced you to marry that man. Your mom and dad didn't pick that. That man. I'm going to look at this side of him. This has been Live Big with Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Join us next time as we continue this teaching. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.